Hi, friend. You are listening to Boldly Created Podcast. Join your favorite duo as they bring on guests from all walks of life and allow you to feel like you are sitting with your besties chatting about life, Jesus, and navigating your 20s. Check in weekly for new episodes and laughs. Now, grab your favorite drink and sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, you guys. Welcome back. We are still on season five and we're continuing with the relationship series. And this week, we're tackling long distance relationships. This episode was so sweet and just so heartwarming, and I know whoever you are, you're going to get something out of this episode. And if we sound weird, that's because we are officially in two separate locations. We are recording this intro through FaceTime, and it's very weird, but we're open to new possibilities here. That's right. We're rolling with it. (laughs) And this week, going along with Long Distance, we have the Martins, so Kirsten and Michael. Y'all have heard Kirsten's name so many times, and I'm so excited to have her on this week. We thought it was the perfect timing with my first Friday being in Charlotte and her being someone that really influenced me in Chloe. So without further ado, here are Kirsten and Michael Martin. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to the Boldly Created Podcast. We are so glad you tuned in today, and we can't wait for you to hear this awesome word that's going to happen today. Today, we have a returning guest and then someone new. We have Kirsten Martin and Michael Martin, and we are continuing our relationship series with them, and we are going to talk about long distance. But before we get into that, I'm going to let them introduce themselves. If you want to start. Good morning, America. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm Michael Martin. 28 years old, been married to Kirsten for three years, working on four, and we we adopted a five-year-old child last year, her niece, Paisley, bundle of joy, <laughs> and she just turned six years old. I'm Kirsten. <laughs> I guess I should say my age since you said your age. I'm 27. I'm married to Michael. <laughs> Your returning guest. I'm a returning guest. This is your guest. second time my on the second podcast. Time, my second time. I'm not a pro. No, you're not a pro. More nervous no one's a this pro. time than I was the first time. <laughs> and as was stated before, she's probably nervous because I'm here. <laughs> okay, so before we dive in today, we are going to ask you guys the BC question that we ask all our guests. So what would you guys tell your BC self or your before Christ self? I would tell my before Christ self, I would tell him... You need to be more bold. You need to go and you need to put yourself out there more and you don't need to worry about what people think or how they feel. It's a good one. Um, I think I would tell myself that I'm not in control, which is also something I'm learning also as a believer. So like it's definitely a before Christ thing that I would tell myself, but also as a as a new believer. I think that's something that I still struggled with was learning that I was not in control and learning that the Lord is fully in control. So, and the more you try to control it, the less control you actually have. Yes, that's the truth. Um, So what are you guys going to be talking about today? Long distance relationships. (laughs) Those were the days. Before we dive fully in, we want to just know, I guess, how long you guys were long distance and then also just about your relationship and how you guys met and all the good stuff. Cool deal. Um, We were long distance for a year and a half, two years, like right at two years. Mm -hmm. It was like a year and 10 months. We met in my small group, my senior year of college. Um, She knew who I was and I I knew of her. 
from what she tells me, she was nervous that it was my small group because she knew who I was. <laughs> and we had a couple of friends that w- the small group met at our apartment. Me and my real good friend CJ Witsit, we met at we met at our apartment. Uh, Alex and Brady were there. Mm-hmm. There were a couple others that were in that group too, but it, that's where we met, and we just kind of started to get to know each other in that in that setting in that group setting. Mm-hmm which is a big positive. Um, after that, I graduated college. Mm-hmm. And before I gra- or after I graduated college, I sat down and had a conversation with her about what, I guess I laid out expectations. Would you say that be what it was? Well, I don't necessarily think it was expectations. There were some people in our small group that were really pushing for us to get together. So shout out to um, CJ and Alex for for planting those seeds. Um, But Michael was very straightforward. We, We definitely did not have any kind of romantic relationship. Um, while you were leading that small group. We were just friends getting to know each other. Yep. There were definitely some feelings that were being caught. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but Michael was very straightforward and he did it in a very gentlemanly way. He sat me down and was like, listen, I'm, I hear you like me. That's what he folded his hands and put them on the table and said, so I, I hear you like me. And that was the first thing that he said when we went out to lunch. And I was like, well, I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> But he was very great about it because he was like, listen, like I'm I'm leaving and I don't want to lead you on and I don't want you to to think that anything's going to come of this at this moment because I'm leaving and I just so he was very straightforward with me. He didn't didn't play with my heart, which I appreciate. Yeah. Um, but then a couple months later, you just kind of were yeah. like, so yeah. I was wrong. Yeah. In, fact, <laughs> in fact, it was I had gotten a job, which I had secured that job way beforehand, but I'd started working at the in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> it started working in Charlotte, had moved back home to Hickory, and I was studying for a licensure exam in the financial industry. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, we had just, we'd get in touch. And I was like, and the Lord put it on my heart. He was like, you're an idiot if you don't do this. <laughs> and so I messaged her one day and I was like, hey, I'd like to try this again. Yeah. You said, I would love to pursue you if you would allow me to have the chance. I remember that. It was very good words to use. I mean, what can I say? <laughs> That's so sweet. That's so sweet. But we yeah. did that. We went on a couple of dates. Mm-hmm. We went we to a couple of waterfalls, I believe. Yeah, we did, actually. We went to one waterfall in Hickory, which I'd, I've lived in Hickory most of my life, and I didn't even know there were waterfalls in the area. <laughs> so I... Um, Googled it and we found it and we went out on a date there. And then she met me in Hickory, I think, to go to Stone Mountain Park. Oh, no, no, no. That was in Wilkes. Yeah. And that's when we became official. Yeah, that's when we became official. (laughs) It was July 2nd. You're right. It was. July 2nd. That was very good. (laughs) That was so sweet. (laughs) Dates there. And then, you know, I had... I had failed my first exam for my licensure and then I passed my second try. Mm-hmm. And so I, and then I started working at Vanguard and then started the long distance relationship. Yep. Two years. Yep. Long haul. Year and 10 months. <laughs> in the early stages of your relationship, long distance, in what ways did you see the Lord and in what ways did you see it being a challenge? Hmm. 
We'll start with the we'll start with the challenges first. I mean, obviously, distance relationship is hard because you're not in each other's immediate proximity. You're not spending a lot of time with each other, and that can be a challenge. And it can also be kind of an advantage in some senses. But I'd say the main the main challenge in a distance relationship is distance. And it's the secondary challenge. The secondary challenge of that would be time. Mm-hmm. You know, quality time spent with each other is a big deal in any relationship. So spending that quality time was a challenge for sure. I mean, I was driving just about every other weekend, probably about twice a month, sometimes even three times a month, up from Charlotte to Coley every every sometimes Thursdays and sometimes Fridays. I'd just, I'd drive up here, put a lot of miles on my car back then. <laughs> but the ways that I saw, definitely saw the Lord working was in a sense, you know, we had that distance, but the time that we spent with each other in, you know, spent with each other in friend groups or even just ourselves, when I did come up here, it was a lot more, intentional it was Mm -hmm. a lot more concentrated so we made sure to go do things with us like we would go out to we'd go to the cherokee arcade and we just Mm -hmm. play games sometimes uh we'd go there with friends or we'd just go there ourselves or we'd go out and get something to eat out in public or we would sit around and watch friends with movies and just chat you know we'd stay up till ungodly hours in the morning and those were really good times. Those were really good intentional times of spending time with each other and getting to know each other amongst friend groups and individually one-on-one. Yeah. I definitely think I saw the Lord move and just teaching us to trust him Yeah, in that, because I think it's, I think it's easier when you're with someone, you can get to see them more often for you to like have that assuredness is that the word i'm looking for like being assured that like okay this is the this is the type of person i want in my life this is the type of person i want to pursue um but i definitely saw the lord work in us just trusting him because we could feel that he was leading us um and we obviously had those times where we could see Mm -hmm. that we there were qualities in each of us that we really wanted and and desired in a relationship but i think the lord just really called us to trust him Mm -hmm. in that and that was a, a big growing part in our faith, I yeah. think, for sure. I but think. I agree with what you said, though, like the challenge, even though it was a challenge for the distance, I do think that we were more intentional when we did see each other, which yes. was a huge advantage. Yeah. Um, because I think a lot of times you can get really used to someone being there and you're just not intentional. Whereas we were granted. used. Yeah. Yeah. That's a better word to say is you you take it for granted. But in our situation, like I think we just took every moment that we had together as just intentional like it was just so nice because it wasn't something that happened every day yeah i 100% agree with that and i think the lord really moved you know in my life because i'd never really had you know an intentional relationship before i mean i dated one other person before that and for my first real relationship to be a distance one it was the chat the lord moved in me like hey you're gonna have to be really on your game on this you want this to work you're gonna have to be on your game and he challenged me in that and grew me in that because I feel like early on I wasn't as intentional. But as as time went on, as we got through that first you know, six, eight months, a year, 
you know, I became more and more intentional with mm-hmm. the time that we did have. Yeah. With the time that we spent with each other. So I'm curious, did you guys know that it was going to be like a year and 10 months, like long distance, or did you just go into it not knowing how long you'd be in a long distance relationship? I'd say we pretty much went into it knowing we had no clue how long this was going to be. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, we really didn't because I was still in college. Yeah. Um, And for a while there, we had talked about me moving to Charlotte. We had actually talked about that, like getting roommate and moving to Charlotte and taking that really big step of faith. (laughs) But that is just not what the Lord had for us, which is great. I was actually really excited about that. And that whole process was a whole personal, like personal growing thing on my, the Lord grew me on a personal level just through that whole process. But yeah. yeah, that didn't really have much to do with this. Yeah, we actually, when Michael had asked me to consider moving to Charlotte so we could get to know one another um, in a closer proximity, I actually got really nervous. And I was like, I think I need to take a week, not talk to you and figure out if that's actually what I want to do. Um, And so we didn't talk for a week. Do you remember that? I think I told you about this, Addison, where I did what Gideon did. I wrote, I literally had two sheets of paper and I wrote, Michael, not Michael. (laughs) And I prayed for the Lord. That was like the week after we had that conversation in the car. Yes. Because you were like, I can see myself marrying you and I I would really love it if you would think about moving to Charlotte. Yeah, it was the whole thing. And so I was like, I don't know. And um, But I did. I wrote Michael, not Michael, on two sheets of paper. And I prayed for the Lord to make the one wet that he wanted me to do. I did. I did do that. And um, neither of them were wet. But the Lord did speak to me in that because I remember one day I was coming home. I was in an internship. I was coming home and I was so excited because I was so convinced that the one that said Michael's name was going to be wet. And the Lord was like, Kirsten, I don't need to make it wet. Like you already know that this is what you're supposed to do. He's like, you just need to trust me in that. Um, So I definitely chose you, but the Lord did not choose Charlotte for us, which was a blessing, I think, because us just being here was great. I'm glad y'all didn't go to Charlotte. I wouldn't have had her disciple me. Yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> no, like that's literally. It's cool. That's true. I just love this. This is so fun. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, the Lord definitely had a plan. So He did. It was he good to see. While you guys were long distance and not together, how were you guys intentional about making it over the phone and just at a distance? Mm, that's a great question. We FaceTimed a lot mm-hmm. and we called each other a lot. And I'd ask her what she read today. I asked her, what did she learn from it today? And she did the same thing with me. And we just had that intentional biblical conversation over the phone or on FaceTime. And we even did it whenever I was back up here working at Bear Lake. Oh, yeah. I definitely, we weren't, it was not intentional when we first started out. Like um, I told Addison this the other day, I actually asked her, I was like, sure you want us to be on because we did not date well the first couple of months of long distance. Um, But we were not intentional those first couple of months. It was really a struggle actually, um, because Michael was studying for a big test they had to take in order to keep his job that he was very excited about. And he had made the comment to me, that he was like, we don't have to talk every day. And so I took that to mean, okay, he doesn't want to talk every day. (laughs) And so I just, sometimes I just wouldn't reach out and then he wouldn't reach out. And so it was just like this limbo of. We go like two, three days without talking. Yeah. And it was, it was rough. 
those first couple of that, that was probably about two months that we went on like that. And then finally we had that conversation of just unsaid expectations yes. of, okay, listen, I, I don't need to hear from you every minute of every day, but it would be nice to hear from you <laughs> at yeah. least once a day. <laughs> yeah. For you don't us have to, to have those long, extensive conversations about everything that you did today. You know, what did you eat for breakfast type stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but just talking to each other. Yeah, just making sure making that that sure connection was still there, yeah. even if it wasn't a full-blown conversation. Yeah, just um, communicating in general. Yes. And that, I mean, I think that's something that we definitely grew in as we went along. Oh, yeah. But that after, after we had that um, conversation of just unsaid expectations, the intentionality came a lot easier because we both already kind of knew what each other's expectations were moving forward. Whereas before we didn't. Um, and I think, I think I was trying to be accommodating to you. Like I didn't want you to think that I was, I needed to hear from you every minute of yeah. every day. Um, because I don't think that that's healthy either nope. to be in constant communication. You can over communicate. If you're talking about yeah. what you have for breakfast, it's probably over communicating, but, um, but that was definitely, once we had that conversation, that helped us to be more intentional. And then it was um, making sure that we were not necessarily like scheduling our time, but almost like that, because we also felt it was beneficial for us to still be in the communities that we were in at that time. Um, and we didn't want to take away from one another being in the community that we had. So Michael had the advantage of being with family. And so that was the last time that you were with your family, like under their roof. So that was good intentional time for you. Yep. Um, and then that was, it was good intentional time for me to be with friends. Cause that was the first summer I stayed in Cullowee. Yep. Um, and you learned just how awesome Cullowee is. Yeah. Addison got to learn that this summer. <laughs> yeah, <I did. laughs> um, but yeah, because I think like, I think a lot of times when people go long distance, it's like anytime your phone rings, you have to take that phone call. You have to have that time with your person. But at the same time, if that's pulling you away from the community that you're in, then that's not healthy either. So like just having clear expectations and boundaries too, to say like, no, like I'm having time with my family this evening or no, I'm out with friends or whatever. Um, to just really create that intentional time when we, when we did have opportunities to speak. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I mean, if you're at that level of, Oh, my, my, my girlfriend's calling, I need to, I need to leave and answer this phone call. Yeah, and if you're doing that all the time, you know, in anywhere really it's, you know, it's start, it, it's unhealthy. I mean, that can be, that can be infatuation and, you know, borderline idolatry. If you're, mm. You know, if you're idolizing this person so much that you are taking time away from whatever you're doing, it could be anything. Spending time with family, spending time with your friends. I mean, they're all going to see that. They're mm -hmm. all going to, if they're truly good, you know, if they're honest with you and they care about you enough, they'll tell you that. Yeah. So fast forward to not being long distance and being together, like mm -hmm. in the same location. What did that transition look like and how did it bring all closer together and closer together in Christ? What did it look like? It looked like me. I took a lot of time. I made sure that, you know, my job schedule with what I was doing at the time, I made sure that I had at least one or two days off through the week. And I tried to make, I always tried to make be consistent with it. 
make sure that at least one of those days was Sunday and uh, maybe a Friday and Saturday, Friday or Saturday. And to make sure that I spent that time with her uh, in the evenings. And whenever I got off, you know, usually I'd, I'd end at like 4.35 o'clock and I'd leave Bear Lake Reserve and I'd go and I'd, and whenever I first got there, I was living on the property. So I'd make sure to, you know, I'd probably leave the property and go visit her for a little while or she'd come and visit me for a little while and we'd hang out and we'd spend time with each other. Uh, how that brought us closer in Christ, we got to serve together. Oh, that's a great thought. We got to serve again. We got to serve together at church. Yeah. And we got to see how the other was mm -hmm. in a serving capacity, which I think that really grew me a lot because I could see your mannerisms and how you did things, you know, in kids ministry. And I think you, and I mean, I challenged you in some aspects and then you got to see me in just kind of like my, I've been here for forever. I kind of know a little bit of everything in you. And then I would just go around and do things. If somebody needed help, I was there to help them. Didn't really matter what it was. If it was kids, if it was, you know, setting up chairs, host teams, whatever, you know, I was, I was there just to help. I was there serving. And if I was ever, if she ever saw me standing around, she was like, Hey, <laughs> you need to go find something. And I was like, okay, we're going to find something. <laughs> It definitely lit a fire under my belly to want to serve more and to be there more and to you know, to see you grow in your serving capacity, which you've obviously blossomed because you're the co-director of the kids ministry now. It's mm -hmm. funny. Um, um, I think one difference from going from long distance from for such a long time and then close close dating I, I don't i guess that's what you would call it normal, close dating from long dating. distance yeah okay there we go normal dating that's better um i think we were we were we'd been dating for a good amount of time yeah at that point when yeah. we were close to one another yeah. but i feel like it was almost like in in some aspects it was almost like starting over wouldn't you agree because uh, yeah i'd agree with that i feel like most people who have been in a two-year-long relationship, like there's just not that giddiness, you know, like when you see yeah. your significant other or or however. But I feel like we were like that for a long time after you moved up here because yeah. we just it just wasn't normal for us to see one another on such a um a current basis. Like it just yeah. wasn't something that we were used to. And so I yeah. think that that was that was really cool to see. It was almost like it was almost like starting over, but not. Yeah. It was I, really cool. In fact, I even remember the night that we moved in, like whenever I moved into the condos at yeah. Bear Lake Reserve, you know, I picked you up and it was pouring the rain. And we moved yeah. In. We just we, had little, we could, we could have little memories yeah. then, whereas it wasn't like I saw, just saw you over the phone. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Which even then, if I had to work a night shift, we were seeing each other. Well, that's true. Phone. But, um, how it grew us with the Lord. I think it it was cool because we had such community up here. I think that when you have a long distance relationship or any relationship, you have to have community. You have to have support. Yeah, who can but like who can see you together. And so when we when Michael came and visited a lot while we were long distance, but when when he was up here permanently, it was really cool to see how our community validated that like, hey, like I, I can see you marrying this person. I see all these great qualities that you said you've seen in this person. So it really like brought a lot of assurance, I think, for us to know like, OK, we're on the right path. Like this is definitely what we should be doing. And it just allowed us to 
again, I just come back to trust, like trusting the Lord um, in that. But I also think that he grew us in a way of like we were able to challenge one another more because we were able to actually see each other's struggles a little bit more um, and be a little bit more vulnerable with one another um, because we had been in a relationship for so long at that point, but then also being together. So like he really helped us. It really became an iron sharpens iron relationship oh, yeah. versus versus not. Yeah. Well, not that it wasn't before, but yeah. like in a more meaningful way, I guess, because yeah. it was more intentional. Like the things that you pointed out to me were more insightful because you yeah. had seen like the full picture versus yeah. just on the, on the telephone screen. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I think seeing those struggles, like me watching you struggle, you watching me struggle, it also offered more of an opportunity uh, for the Lord to come in and to show us how to support each other yeah. in those, in those efforts. Yeah, for sure. And in those struggles. Okay. So obviously long distance relationships kind of are, um, it's like a cliche that they don't always work out, mm -hmm. but in this case, obviously it <laughs> wildly worked out. So I guess what would y'all's advice be to in the Christian realm, of course, mm -hmm. to somebody who thinks that long distance will not work in any way, shape or form. Yeah. I'd tell them they're wrong. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it obviously worked out for us. Yeah. But for men out there, I would say you better be bold about it and you Yeah. You don't be afraid to go. Yeah. Yeah. Make just make it happen. Mm -hmm. Find a way to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, did I was it a pleasurable experience for me some days? You know, I'd leave Vanguard. 4 35 o'clock some days and charlotte traffic is the worst the absolute worst because i'd have to take the bypass i'd take where 77 45 and 85 all converge into one little area and it's the absolute worst <laughs> and you know i'd get through there and then i'd go i'd hit i'd go kind of south through Asheville, and There'd be nights where I wouldn't get in till 10, 30, 11 o'clock night. Yeah. And it was worth every minute of it. I do think that that's something that you did really well when we were long distance is that you yeah. did, you really did put in that effort yeah. um, to come up here and you, you knew the benefit of us having that time in person with mm -hmm. community and luckily you had community to stay with when you came up. Yeah, I was very fortunate to have a support group that was willing to let me stay with them every other weekend. Yeah, that was great. I think, um, as I had mentioned earlier, just communicating clearly like those unsaid expectations um, and really, really just talking to one another because you can talk without communicating. And but like just being honest about Hey, like this is really where where I'm at, and this is this is what I need from you, or this is what I would I would like to to see from you, or whatever. Um, but I think for me, I found myself in this place of when we were not intentionally dating as a woman. I think a lot of times we really desire to have those um, those deeper relationships, and so I know that when when we weren't being intentional as a woman in a long distance relationship, I found myself with my guy friends sometimes talking with them about things that I should have been talking with you, but because I didn't see you and you weren't there and we weren't talking every day, I just didn't share those things with you. And so I think like 
as a woman, I, I would just encourage other women in long distance relationships to not have like a scapegoat. I didn't realize that at the time, but um, growing older and looking back on it, like I just, I wasn't as intentional with you as I could have been. Um, and that was all because of miscommunication and so un- unset expectations. And so I think that's probably the biggest advice that I would give is making sure that you're fully communicating. There are no unset expectations. And if you do encounter an unset expectation that you happen to have to voice that as within reason, of course, just address it. Yeah. To just say, Hey, like this is, this is what I would like to see happen or, or however. And then also remember that you're in the relationship with the person that you're in and not with the people who are immediately around you. Like, um, does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like that's really good. for the, to not make connections with people that aren't that person that you're in a relationship with just because they're closer. Just they're there, yeah. yeah. Just because they're there. I think that's where a lot of long distance relationships fail is because it's just so much easier to talk to somebody who's beside of you yeah. versus putting in the effort to schedule a time to talk or, um, take time away from something that you're already involved in to, to communicate with that other person. But I think in order for a long distance relationship to last, it has, you have to do that. You have to remember it's not just the people who are close to you that you need to be communicating with. Like convenience in long distance relationships for either party, whenever it comes to, you know, if a guy has females around him, Mm-hmm. Or if a woman has males around him, convenience can be a killer because mm-hmm. you know you can make yourself. It's just it's easy, yeah, to vent frustrations to mm-hmm. for guys to vent frustrations to women and women to fr- vent frustrations to guys. If it's mm-hmm. easy, easily if they're easily emotionally available, you know, it's very easy to fall into that trap. Yeah, That's yeah. A, I think that's a big trap that. Satan sets for oh, I totally agree. Long distance relationships, yeah, or I mean, I think that can also happen with any relationship, but specifically with the long distance relationship. So through your relationship, you've gone from being friends to dating, long distance to being engaged and to being married, and now being parents. Mm -hmm. What would you tell somebody who's in any of those seasons? Just advice on how to love each other according to the word, not the world. I would tell them you need to make sure you have a specific time for you and your spouse. Mm-hmm. Has to happen. And I'll be the first to tell you, I haven't been the best about it. And we're working on that. Like this this summer's been an exception because it's been chaotic from the start. But you gotta make that time. You gotta make even if it's once a once or twice a month making sure you have that time where it's just you because kids take up a lot of time, but you got to make sure, but you know, for spouses, you're a husband or a wife before you're ever a parent. That's true. And there was a reason that the Lord made it that way. Yeah. You have to have a healthy marriage before you can parent healthy. Exactly. And you got to make sure that there you have time with, you know, your significant other with your spouse so that y'all are on the same page that y'all are good and y'all are healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I think as far as like, I think you hit perfectly on the marriage aspect of that. But for people who are dating or engaged or long distance, my my biggest piece of advice would be invite people into your relationship um, and have community truly like help you see is this is this a healthy relationship? Is this a relationship I should be in? Um, because really that that dating that dating period is really to examine one another and to see like okay, do I truly see myself with you for a lifetime? Because, you know, marriage is and should be a lifetime commitment. And so you yeah. really want to make sure like the dating thing is not something that people should take lightly, um, especially if you're long distance, because it almost takes twice the time to really get to know that person, oh, yeah. which is one thing. I think that's why we dated. We Michael and I dated a lot longer than most of our married friends. I can think like with the exception our, of a couple, but I, like, like in our friends group. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, it's and I think I think one of the reasons we that we did do that, <laughs> one of the reasons that we did do that, is because we were long distance for two years, yeah. and we needed that one year to really, really examine one another and and truly have that time with one another around community to make sure that this is really what we wanted to do and that the Lord wanted us to do. Yeah. And I think like, there's just like the, I mean, the Bible tells us like there's wisdom and godly counsel. And so surrounding your people or surrounding yourself with people who, who can speak that wisdom into you and help you see what are healthy habits and what are not healthy habits really makes the difference. Um, and then I keep saying, but like clearly communicating those unsaid expectations and addressing them when they do come up. Cause I mean, that even happens in marriage. I mean, we've been married for three years and I still have unsaid expectations that come to mind and from so every I. now and, and again. I'm awful at voicing them. Yeah. But that's crucial in a long distance relationship. Oh, it just yeah. is. You just have to have that open communication. Or do you remember that one podcast we listened to that one time where the man said, I don't even remember the guy's name, but he said, communication is the pathway on which love travels. Maybe. And we've we've really stuck to that, I think. And so... For people who are dating or in a long distance relationship, like that is truly the key. Like to truly love the other person, you have to communicate with them, even if you think it's going to upset them or hurt their feelings, like do it in a loving way. Right. Yeah. But make sure that you're communicating fully yeah. and just being honest mm -hmm. with with yourself and, and with your with your significant other, with your spouse. It's crucial. Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head in the dating aspect. <laughs> I think, like you, I think you mentioned that it's very important for dating or engaged couples to have a community around them. I think it's very important for them if they are, intend to be married, they need to have spend time with a married couple. Oh, absolutely! Like for you and I, spending time with Brady and Alex mm -hmm. was big. Yeah, and not just because you and Alex were already close. But because they were a married couple, mm -hmm. they were serving in the church, they were active, and we got to see firsthand what that's like. Yeah. And well, they got to pour into us a little bit. Yes, yes. I think the best piece of advice that we ever got, and I don't remember who gave it to us, actually, um, and I think this goes for any relationship, but it was always have people who were 
the next step ahead of you in your life who can help you walk through those seasons. So like if you're a single person, you should probably have somebody who is dating in your life to just hear from them and that kind of thing. And then if you're dating, you should be hearing from somebody who's engaged. And if you're engaged, you should be hearing from somebody who's married. And then if you've been married for three years, you should be hearing from somebody who's been married for 10 years and like that kind of thing. And that's really discipleship, really, if you think about it, like it's that, that breakdown of always going back and and helping the people understand like other people understand what it is like to be in that next season um because it really just helps you navigate it so much easier and so much smoother and and sometimes you figure out what to do and sometimes you figure out what not to do and it just really makes all of those stages of life so much sweeter because you're really getting out of it what you should be getting out of it yeah it's a refining process Mm, yeah all right one last question i have for you guys is when it comes to long distance a lot of people get into those because of dating apps dating app dating apps are what kind of steer this generation and people find validation all the things so i want your opinion on dating apps as a whole but then also how to navigate it in a godly way if you're going to do it great question strong opinion here hot take Um, I think dating apps are horrible. I think they're horrible for our generation because especially for men, Mm -hmm. I think it's just lazy Mm -hmm. personally. I think it's an easy excuse to put yourself out to just, it's easy to put yourself out on paper and put that out there and somebody be like, Oh, I like that. That sounds good. Let me try that flavor. Mm. And you get into a relationship. You may or may not get into a relationship, but if you do, you know, there's a long shot that it'll go somewhere and it'll work out great. But the odds are stacked against you. And I think it's for men. I think you need to just go out there and be bold. Mm. Go out there. Don't be afraid to get turned down. Because, and I say that because I was that way. And I'm, you know, I never used a dating app. Praise Jesus, I didn't use a dating app. <laughs> but I wasn't bold enough whenever I was with you because I could have said something whenever we were in the small group. We were really getting to know each other. But I think something that a lot of men in this generation, in this day and age, need is just go be bold. Don't be lazy. Don't use dating apps as an easy excuse to do something. Yeah. That's so funny. I said the exact same thing the other day. <laughs> um, but to do it in a godly way, I, I th- first off, I think as believers, like we know that God is fully capable of all things yeah. and he is in control of all things. And so I think if he wanted you to meet someone who was not in the location that you were in, that he can make that happen. And he has made that happen before, before dating apps. Like it's totally possible for the Lord's hand to just move and put two people together in a place that they're not even typically going to be like God can do that. And so I think, um, just trusting that he can, that he can move in mighty and miraculous ways like that. But then also like, if you do choose to use an app, um, to try to meet someone, making sure that you're not um, 
you're not changing what you believe in order to fit a certain mold on that app. Um, and we've talked about this a lot, like have your list of non-negotiables yeah. for um, if you if you are looking to date, like have a list of non-negotiables that you will not budge on. Um, and like you've, you've got preferences also, and it's okay for your preferences to budge a little bit, but those non-negotiables shouldn't. And um, I think if you're, if you're using a dating app, never go meet somebody by yourself. <laughs> Always take someone with you. Never, ever do that. <laughs> um, but like, but then again, like the, I just come back to the importance of community, which you and I have both hit on a lot. It's like, yes. it's so crucial for people outside of just the two of you to see you interact and to see, um, to see just how you work alongside one another, because really like uh, the whole point of marriage um, is for you to be an outward display of the love that God has for the church and that Christ has for the church. And so if you're really going to do that, then you need to make sure that the person that you were pursuing or the person that you were trying to become in order to be the spouse that you need to be, you need to make sure that you've got people around you who can say, yes, that's a good thing or no, that's not a good thing. And to give you the space in order to figure that out. So if you are using a dating app, I would say make sure that it's it's not something that it's just you and your phone. Like it needs to be you and other people helping you in that to really say, okay, is this someone who's genuine in their faith or is this someone who's just putting on in order to snatch your heart? Yeah, in order to fit a mold or yeah. to get something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd also say like be quick to give your heart to the Lord and allow the Lord to be the one to give your heart away. Yeah. Because... I think on dating apps, it's so, it's so quick. The, um, I've never used one, but like this, oh yeah, the swiping and stuff, right? People do that. I mean, not swept away in that sense, but (laughs) swept away. Like it's easy to get caught up in all the, you know, all the what ifs, all the feelings. Yes. All all those things. Yes. Those can become overwhelming and drowning. Yeah. Feelings do not make good shepherds. No. Quote Emily Thurman. And like, that's not just dating apps. That's social media too. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Yeah, all of it. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. But like you said, like men need to be bold and they need to just take a leap of faith. And if you get shot down, like you get shot down. It's good experience. Yeah. Learn from it. And if you get shot down and you still think the Lord is, and the Lord is still leading you there, do it again. (laughs) Donovan Termeyer tell you the exact same thing. (laughs) Don't quit. Love it. Thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. (laughs) Stay tuned for Flavor of the Week. All right, y'all. It's time for Flavor of the Week. So to get us started, we're going to get started with our guests this week. So you guys, what are your Flavor of the Weeks? My Flavor of the Week is vanilla. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) Serving. It's my flavor of the week this week. Mm-hmm. I, I think Caleb really talked about dedication this morning mm-hmm. and just being thankful and grateful for being able to serve because you know, Jesus came not to serve, but to be of service, be served, but to be of service. Mm-hmm. And that's just one of, that's one of my favorite things to do. I just, I like to be of service. I like to help people in any way that I can. Yeah. I like to listen to people talk. There's some guy. there are a few guys at work that'll talk to me and I'll just sit listening. And then one of them came to me last week. I was like, man, re- I really thank you for listening. 
he didn't say it like that, but like, I really, I really feel good about the conversation that we had and you know, cause he was struggling with some stuff and he felt a lot better after I just sat and listened to him. Yeah. And sometimes it's just little things like that. Mm-hmm. And I just, I also, I love to be at the church and I love to serve in that capacity. Yeah. Just doing whatever I can. Nice. Um, my flavor of the week is from First Samuel. I honestly can't remember right this minute if it's 27 or 28. Um, but the Lord has just been speaking to me about his provision lately and how um, his provision always doesn't look like how we want it to look. Sometimes it's in, in a, a form that we could never have imagined. So I've just been really pondering on just his provision and just how he has moved in, in my own life and in my family's life and it just in our church's life, your life. And so it's just really cool to see just his provision and how um, it's not always the way we see it, but it's perfect the way that he plans it. Mm, That's good. What about you, Addison? Mine is a moment, but just also realizing that like God can reconcile people in his own timing. I got to see one of my friends last week and I haven't seen her in two years and we've both been in Cully, which is so small for a while. And it was just so sweet just being able to realize that like, according to his timing, I get to see someone and catch up with them and realize that like, we needed that space to be able to find other people. So it's really cool. What about you, Lily? Mine is a song this week, and it is the song called Authority and In the Name of Jesus by Stars Go Dim. It's really good, so you should listen to it. <laughs> That's all for Flavor of the Week. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye.